And here's what I want to ask you. What is holding you back? What is the thing that's holding you back from going after your dreams and from finding meaningful work you love? Aren't you ready to wake up to the possibilities that are in your life and go after the things you've dreamt of? It's time for you to feel alive again, lit up, and for you to know that you're deserving and you are worthy for the future that's waiting for you. I want you to feel fulfilled and find abundance in your life. I think it's time and I'm ready to help you get started. Now I'm your host, Kristen, of Building a Life You Love. And each week on the show, we're going to help you figure out how you do go after your dreams and find work you love. Here we go. Let's get started. On today's episode, we are actually going to talk about going after your travel dreams, making it happen, whether you're a solo traveler or you're going you know, with other people. But I hope today's conversation will encourage you to get out there and have these great new experiences and just be willing to plan for these things that you've, you've dreamt of or that are on your bucket list. So here we go. Hi, today on the show, I would like to welcome Angela St. Till. She is a DIY travel mentor, and I cannot wait to talk to her today about all things travel and food and, you know, even taking trips by ourselves, if that's what we're interested in and trying to stretch ourselves. So welcome, Angela. Thank you for having me, Chris. I'm so excited to be here. (laughs) Absolutely. So can you start off by telling us how did you get into this industry and how did you dive into your first solo trip and then this become a passion that you're pursuing? Yeah, so it actually started very young. Um, I was doing a lot of road trips with my parents, like up and down the East Coast. And I was just like, oh, it's so cool, you know, to be able to get into your car and then experience another area. And I planned everything. We were in the car and I hadn't even been on a plane until I was in my teenage years. So I'm like, how on earth am I going to travel on my own? And then it was the case French in high school. And I was like, oh my God, like Versailles and everything. It looks amazing. But again, I'm like, okay, I don't have any money. I still don't know how to travel plan. So how on earth am I going to do it? So then I just had the burning passion in me for years and years and years. And then I just thought like, okay, like I'm actually just going to find a way to do it. So I went on Google, I did all the research about like different kinds of flights, accommodations, like all that stuff. And then I finally pieced it all together to do my first itinerary to Ohio of all places to go to a tennis tournament because I'm a super huge tennis fan and everything. So I was just like, okay, I'm going to go to this tennis tournament. And I went and I was like, oh my God, this is absolutely amazing. And I want to do more of it. So then I started planning a few more itineraries for myself. And I actually did my first big um, international trip to London in 2017. I was like, oh my God, what on earth am I doing? I don't know how it is over there. I don't know the customs. I don't know the currency, anything. But I planned out the itinerary and then I went and it was amazing again. So I was just like, okay, like I've done my domestic, semi-domestic and international. So pretty much I can do anything now. Yeah. And then I was just thinking to myself, like, okay. I want to be in the travel niche, but there's nothing like you can really go to school. Like, yeah, like, you know, I want to be a travel planner or something. Mm -hmm. So I was just like, okay, I'll just go the normal corporate route, try to like find my way. And then when the pandemic hit, I had actually just left my job and I was looking for new prospects, but the pandemic hit and I was like, okay, like I can't look for any jobs right now. So I have two options. I can either sit here, wallow and just think of all the missed opportunities or try to do something about it. So then I started looking into online courses and kind of like doing something online. Mm-hmm. And then I just thought to myself, what actually can I bring to the market? And I tapped in like, ah, 
I've actually been planning my own itineraries for five years mm-hmm. and I've been helping people do this in various capacities. So then it all came full circle and I was just like, okay, now I actually have something that I can go with and almost like just break my way into the travel industry instead of like going that traditional route. So that's pretty much the spiel and like, let's say like a few minutes. <laughs> yeah, I know. I love it. I think that's so great. And I think it's, that's one of the things at least we've gotten out of COVID, right? in the pandemic, not that it's over, but that a lot of people because of necessity or because they've realized, you know, they've had time to sort of look at what all they have going on in their lives, right? Whether it was fast paced or a job that maybe was, you know, paying the bills, but they didn't love. Some of them, it's because, right, like they lost their jobs, you know, like you were saying, and then out of necessity, but also you you had time to say, okay, I could look for a job or I could wait, or I could figure out how do I pursue something closer to what I'm interested in and my passion. So first of all, I love that this, you know, something that didn't start as an opportunity, you figure out a way to make it into an opportunity. So I think that's awesome. Exactly. And I think it's a good reminder to people that maybe haven't stepped into something like that. You know, because I'm a big proponent, even if it's not going to be your full-time gig right now, I think it's important for people to start pursuing things as a hobby or a side hustle, because sometimes we don't know when that income source is going to be gone, right? Or dry right. up. So, you know, it's like, if we start looking now, we might be in a better position, you know? So that's exactly. awesome. So let me ask you first and foremost, what were the hurdles or kind of the mindset work you had to do to get over taking your first solo trip? You know, what was... What was that like and how do you help people maybe in that area or talk about that? Yeah, so it was a mix of things. So of course, financial, it's just like, okay, you see all the advertisements of people on cruises or these great vacations and you're like, oh my God, I don't have $5,000, for instance, to do these vacations. So am I really traveling if I'm not traveling like it's shown on TV? So there's that. And Uh then- me just naturally being an introvert, I'm like, okay, to be able to travel, you have to be able to kind of like be able to talk to people and get yourself around. Like you just can't be a shell of yourself. You actually have to be in society. So then there's that. And then just the the different like cultural norms too. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. like if you're even within the US, it's like, okay, you could be on the East Coast, but then if you're in the Midwest or you're in the West Coast, it's a kind of like different set of customs that you have to be aware of and then just also your general self-awareness and cognizance because if you're in a group that's one thing it's like okay you actually have like someone like watching out for you but if you're solo traveling you have to have that extra awareness like okay like you know if I'm walking around at night like is it safe like what is the area like that I'm going to so it's just a lot of like little things that you have to think about extra compared Mm -hmm. to when you're with people and it it can kind of stifle you're like oh my god like how am I how am I going to manage all of these things? And for me, for my first trip, I was just thinking like, okay, like I was almost frozen, but I just really wanted to go to the event so bad. So I pushed through it. And then I think it's just the case too. Once you just start doing it over and over and over again, then you Mm -hmm. just keep picking up little things and then you just get more comfortable because you took that first step and you're like, okay, like I got over said this hurdle. And then the next hurdle, you're, you get over that. So it just kind of builds on itself. And then it just like builds um, your overall confidence. And then you just feel so empowered to do um, X, Y, Z things. Yeah. Did, before your trip, did you, had you already done solo things, right? Like I remember in high school, I was waitressing at a restaurant, you know, during, or I say high school, summer, high school or college, that sort of thing. 
And I remember going to eat by myself for the first time, you know, because it was it was like I was working a double shift. So I only had an hour or a few in between. And it was, you know, 20 minutes from my house. So I was like, I'll just go get lunch. And I remember that was like my first experience, you know, going to dinner by myself. And I remember the first time I went to a movie by myself, right? Because there's usually people around. And then, of course, over time, I, you know, as I got older, I've traveled by myself for conferences. So I've eaten at, you know, the restaurant or sat at the bar and talked to the bartenders. But like you said, so I probably maybe baby stepped into some of the things. So had you done some of those small little things before your solo travel or did you do it all on your first trip? Yeah, so I definitely did um, and restaurants because I was just like, yeah, like I definitely did restaurants and movies as well because I was thinking like, okay, I want to go see this new film that came out or I want to try this different cuisine. And I didn't feel like waiting for my parents or my friends like, oh, like, you know, I have like this, this and this. I'm like, no, like I really want to do it now. So I pushed through those barriers. And especially when I moved to Florida too, there's just so much going on in Miami. So I just like, okay, taking my car, going down to the arts district for the weekend and just walking around. So I did have that comfort level. So then when I started taking the trips, I was like, oh, okay, like, you know, this is just another like up leveling of what I was already doing. And then you just keep like going to those next levels and kind of like pushing those comfort levels. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's great. So let me ask you, like you said, one thing that's obviously very doable, but people don't always realize is that we can travel on a budget and anyone really can travel, right? There's a lot of options now. So what might you share with the listeners just about some maybe tips about that in some or some little tricks that you found that, you know, can help encourage people like, hey, maybe you don't, like you said, you can't afford this, but you still want to go to the place. Yeah, I think like the biggest thing I talk to people about is accommodation. So everyone's like, okay, I have to stay in a hotel. But then I counter and say like, well, you don't necessarily have to stay in a hotel. You can stay in an Airbnb, for instance. Mm -hmm. I'm one that actually likes staying in hostels because usually they're pretty central to cities and then they have so many activities going around. So if you don't mind, like actually just meeting people like that, then hostels are really great. And let's say like, okay, you're not a bunk bed person. Actually, in so many hostels now, they have single rooms that it would just be you, but you still have that community type environment, which is amazing. So I recommend that. And then there are just so many different accommodation options cropping up. So there's a company called Sonder that I really love. Mm -hmm. Selena's are really great because they have like a mix of like regular bunk beds, but then also beautiful rooms that are curated like all Mm -hmm. over the world. So I think there's just really so many options that you can explore. And I think that's the most beautiful thing about travel. It's really just something that you should be customizing. It's not the case that, okay, because this person experienced travel this way, that has to be your travel style. It's you injecting your own personality and then actually getting out there and doing and experiencing. Yeah. And I think, I think you're right about the, that trend, you know, one about it, it is really just a customizable personal experience, but there really is something for everyone. We just have to do a little bit of the work or research. And nowadays that's so easy, of course, right? Because there's right. one, we have the internet, we have apps, but then we have people that all write about or do vlogs or, you know, Instagram about these gorgeous and amazing places, whether they're very affordable or not. And for instance, there's plenty of shows, right? That have covered like cool Airbnbs or cool vacation rental by owners, or even a new show I saw that came up. It's like, you know, I forget what it's called, something vacation rentals, um, but it's literally like from budget all the way to luxury, 
right? So right. for me, I like it's so cool because it's like staying in a lighthouse or on a houseboat, you know. So what I like is they're introducing more of us to these concepts. So it lets us kind of stretch our imagination and say like, oh my gosh, I didn't even know I could stay on a houseboat, right? That I could exactly. instead of a hotel. How cool is that? You know, so I love that the conversation has really continued to push our ideas about what kind of a unique experience um, that we can have. And I think that's part of it, right? Is it's about experiences, whether it's staying at a hostel or staying at some very unique um, place. It's all about the experiences that we're going to have while we're there. Exactly. And it's funny too, because now it's becoming trendy to stay in a tiny house. Like that wouldn't have been the thing 10 years ago, but now everyone's like, yeah, like I want to be in a tiny house or I want to glamp somewhere. So it's just really cool to like see those transitions. I agree with you in the tree house camping and cottages and just all it is. It's, it's really (laughs) how people have really stretched their imaginations and used more creativity, right. For the places that can become homes or become rentals or places we can go stay. So I think that's really cool. Exactly. So how, what would you recommend to people about, you know, when they're trying to plan a trip, like, are there certain tools you used or did you just sort of like, did you save stuff and do like a folder or Pinterest or how did you kind of start that plan to the point where you were ready to go on your trip? How do you plan your trips, you know, the planning part, and then do you have any tips or resources that you use that you recommend? Yeah. Yeah. So for me, I actually plan my accommodations first. It's going to sound a little contrary, but I think it's easier to plan your accommodations first because of all the parts of an itinerary. Mm-hmm. Really easy to just be like, okay, like I can't do this trip. So if you need to contact the hotel and maybe cancel a reservation, it's a lot mm-hmm. easier than trying to go to an airline and then being on the phone for hours and hours and saying like, yeah, like I can't do this trip anymore. So I usually do accommodations. How do you, um, what do you recommend to women or you know, people in general, but women about making a bu- uh, travel bucket list, you know, and how do we kind of stretch ourselves in that area? Dream bigger. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just the case, like really saying like, okay, I want to go to this place. How am I going to make it happen? Mm-hmm. Like, even if you don't have like all the logistics figured out, just kind of like put it out there being like, okay, I'm going to go X, Y, Z place. How can I make it happen? So, you know, maybe setting aside um, like your funds. So making a priority. So budgeting first and yeah. foremost. So you know mm-hmm. that, okay, like I actually have the money to be able to finance this trip, however much it's going to cost. And then yeah. you start looking like maybe at some hotels being like, okay, like, you know, that's a reasonable price. And for me, especially, I like using booking.com because mm-hmm. you can actually go on there maybe if you find a great hotel and it has the option of no prepayment and free cancellation, you can actually book that hotel. You don't put any money down. Right. And if it's six months from now, at least like you have the hotel secured for six months from now, instead of trying to scramble at the last minute. So right. then you like book your accommodation, then you just kind of go with the flow of everything else being like, okay, what are the flight prices? Like if you want to do any activities, maybe make yourself a short list of activities and you can book them even a few days before you go leave somewhere. Mm-hmm. And then basically that's your itinerary figured out. Right. So it's kind of a case of like, okay, you do like some pre-planning and then you leave some of the planning for actually when you get on ground, because you never know when you start walking around, then you're like, oh my God, this is absolutely amazing. Like, you know, this little corridor I'm going mm-hmm. towards 
And then you can just find activities on ground too. Yeah. Well, you know what? I, I love two things there. One is, well, one, I agree with you about like start saving just a little bit, right? So at least you, you know, you want to take a trip, even if you don't know where yet. So like I have one of my, one of our savings account is just called rainy day fund. It's really just my travel fund, actually, but I call it rainy day fund. Yeah. But it's like, I just put money in there. I mean, I have other things I have to put money in, of course, but it's like, cause so now I know, oh, okay, well, we're just to tri- take a big trip last summer, right? With our family. We did it because of COVID. So now that month, most of that money is probably going towards a trip next summer, little trips in between. But my point is, is I think you're so right. Is like we, if, if you intentionally start saving for it, even if it's just small amounts, you're more likely to probably take the trip, right? Because you're actually making an effort to save the money. So I think that's really important. The other thing I think is so smart right now is that if you actually book the accommodations, I would say with COVID, everybody wanting to have the travel itch again or just get out of their houses, accommodations are really getting booked up, right? Months in advance yes. at this point. And so that you really do have to plan months ahead. So I love that you're you know, pointing that out. Like, go ahead and just book the accommodations, especially if it's something that you can cancel if the need arises, right? Something happens, the world changes, there's pandemic. So I think that's important. And one thing I'd also note, it's important too that it has a cancellation. I know not everything does. And if it's coming up soon, that might not be a big deal, like a last minute deal. But like with COVID, if you would have lost your money last year, right? If you had a big trip and you couldn't cancel it. So I think it's important if you can't cancel it, do you have travels insurance and what does it cover? I think would be you know something to look into as well. Yeah, exactly. And it's good that you brought up travel insurance because for me, I was actually the kind of traveler that didn't travel with travel insurance. I was just kind of like, okay, I bought it one time and I didn't even use it. So I thought it was pretty worthless. Right. But I've actually found a really great company. It's called Travel Insurance Master. And Mm -hmm. what they do is that you plug in wherever you're going. Mm -hmm. So like, let's say you're going to go to, I don't know, California or something for a week. So Uh then you plug in like, okay, the days that you're going where where exactly that you're going and then their system it's ai powered and they actually aggregate all the different kind of travel insurance options for you okay what's the cheapest option and what actually is covered that you have to read through 10 pages of fine print right right they actually lay out all bits for you so it's that's that sounds fantastic though so mm-hmm. I would i would guess that it's great to have a bucket list you know of travel and other things you want to do but unless you say to yourself, like, you know, my, what is my, like, what do I want to do with this list? Meaning it's great to have a list, but if it just sits there, it's really not any benefit. But I would guess then it's saying, what, is, what are the actions I want to take? Like this year, what is my goal? Like, do I want to travel to two places? Or maybe I want to take a day trip every month and I want to take a big destination trip, right? So I would guess. And so I just, do you have any thoughts on that? Like, we have to be intentional. So we have to really know what we want, not just like, Oh, one day I want to go to this amazing exotic place. Yeah, definitely. I think that's just something that has really evolved with my travel over the years. It's just kind of the case like, okay, I'd be like, I want to go maybe here for a week, here for a week and here for a week. Mm -hmm. But I kind of feel like sometimes the memories can just get really, really muddled into this one thing. And you're not really cherishing, like actually, I don't know, like smelling the awesome smells in the air or just, you know, the beautiful surroundings or the interaction that you're having with the people in those cities. Mm-hmm. So it really is the case. Like for me, like I have a bucket list, let's say of like 15, maybe like 15 countries I want to go to. Mm-hmm. But 
it's the case that I I would be like, yeah, I want to spend at least like a couple weeks there or a month there to uh-huh. really be able to peruse those streets and be able to take in like all those little intricacies instead of just like, okay, I saw this great monument and that's it. Like, no, there is so much more to travel and life than just, okay, posting something on Instagram and then being done with it type thing. Right. So you want more of an ex- immersion experience, which takes a little longer typically. Exactly. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. So no, I think that's good. And yeah, to your point, what is it you want to get out of this experience? Right. So like, you need to know that. And for you, it's like, I really want to experience the culture, right. I want to experience the the place and you on a quick weekend or a week, you can't always do that, of course, or it's such a whirlwind. Exactly. Awesome. What else? So one thing you did talk about, or that we've kind of talked about and you, you, you were sharing is how, like as a solo traveler, obviously, you know, there are some other things to consider, right? Because you're by yourself, you didn't come with a group or with a friend. So are there any little, you know, little tips you recommend for people just to make sure they're being aware and safe when they travel to, you know, destinations? Yeah, I think the biggest thing for me and a lot of people get scared about it is pickpocketing. So Mm -hmm. what I say for that is really just having maybe two or three cards on you. So like, let's say a credit card, Um, I actually have a currency converted card through a company called TransferWise. So I don't have to do all the calculations in my mind. I just Mm -hmm. do it on my debit card. And then I just have a regular debit card. Mm -hmm. And to go a little deeper on that, it's the case that I wouldn't be carrying like my regular bank card that I would have most of my money on. I would just allocate that money to those designated travel cards. So like the TransferWise card and the regular debit to be able to walk around and everything. So Mm -hmm. if I would get pickpocketed and let's say I had $300 on those cards, the pickpocketers would only get $300 instead of if you carry around your regular bank card and it had, let's say $2,000, then you'd be out $2,000. So just being really smart and mindful of just like what you're carrying around and just trying to be lightweight when you're out and about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Good tips. Okay. So what else? Like you obviously love encouraging people and trying to get them to, you know, experience the joy that comes with traveling, whether it's solo or not. So any other tips for, you know, encouraging us to do this and kind of, you know, take that dive into this if we've never done it and anything else you want to share? Yeah. I think like something else that's reminds it to your, maybe if you're thinking like, okay, I want to go to this country, but I'm not sure what I'm going to be able to do there. Mm -hmm. Then maybe just like digging into, okay, if I'm an art lover, what kind of museums are there? Mm -hmm. If there's an event going on, a concert, like, ooh, like, where is this concert located? Is it kind of close to where I want to go? So it kind of gives you that little bit of fire and motivation, like, okay, like, I actually have um, kind of like a B point to wherever I'm going. Mm -hmm. So it kind of just forces you a little bit more be like okay like yeah I can actually start planning this a little bit because at least I know I'll be in a generally populated um, popular area and everything so I can feel that I'm not just like out in the boonies and I'm just going to be in like a rural area like I can actually feel the pulse of the city and then I can lean on resources if I need to so I think it's just giving yourself like you know those little incentives to kind of like push through those barriers a little bit more. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you're right. I think if there's somewhere you want to go, researching it 
Uh, not like you said, not that we have to have every second planned out. I don't like to do that either, but I do like to know, okay, is there a couple of things while I'm there? Like you said, I want to do, or what are the, you know, people that have spent time there or the locals, you know, what are they doing? Or like you said, is there, uh, you know, something I can go visit? So like you said, having some touch points of while you're there, right? Like, oh, this would be exactly. great to fit in. So I think that's cool. So I have a fun question for you. Tell us a couple of your favorite places you've been. So whether they were the most fun, the most, you know, cool or eclectic or whatever you want to share, uh, but maybe share two or three of your favorites so far. Yeah. So, I mean, it's so hard. Um, I think I probably would say first my trip to Toronto and Vancouver, because that was totally unexpected. I was like, okay, maybe I'll go there at some point in time. Mm-hmm. But I actually saw um, a couple pictures from a local Miami influencer and the food looked amazing. And I was just like, okay, like I really want to go get that food. So yeah. I actually planned the whole trip and I spent a week between Toronto and Vancouver. So that'd be number one. Awesome. Number two, um, I would say Geneva, Switzerland, because I went awesome. there for um, an exhibition tennis event. And it's actually put on by one of my favorite, favorite players. And I was like, okay, I always want to go to Switzerland. But again, I was thinking like, man, it's going to cost an arm and a leg to go there. But then I ended up working it out. And then the event was absolutely amazing. Geneva was beautiful. So that would be number two. And then number three, again, for a tennis exhibition event, but Mexico City was absolutely spectacular. Loved my time there. I wish I could have spent more. I was only there for three days, but absolutely beautiful. Highly recommend it. So good. That's awesome. (laughs) So what about any, before we wrap up and find out how people can reach you online and, you know, find out more about what you have going on, any, if we haven't mentioned them already, any recommendations or tips or tools or resources that you find helpful or that you've shared with people that you think they might have interest in? Yeah. So definitely I'll reiterate booking.com. Like that's my main um, booking accommodation site because they have so many listings and then so many options to be able to do no prepayment and free cancellation. So always booking.com. And awesome. then for activity planning, uh-huh. I actually like using get your guide and Airbnb experiences because it puts you more in touch with like a local experience instead of just all the tourist stuff. Mm-hmm. And then well- um, for flights, I actually, I personally like using Google flights. I know a lot of people say Skyscanner, but I think it's a little bit clunky and the user experience can just be a little iffy, but Google flights is really straightforward and they just have so many integrated tools to make your flight planning really, really easy. Awesome. So last, well, first of all, clarifying question was the first one you said, get your guide. Yeah. Get your guide. Okay. And then do you, so this is a, is a good question for a frequent traveler. Do you always do your accommodations and your flight separate or do you ever do the combo things? Um, I used to do the combo things because I used to use Expedia and then I mm-hmm. actually used to use a financing system called Affirm. But I stopped doing that because if you use something like Affirm and like you make the payments, like that's fine but it is almost like a loan. So it has a hit on your credit score. So I stopped using that. So now it's just the case. 
I just book my accommodations and then just book the flights. I don't really do any package deals. Yeah. I mean, and there's obviously pros and cons to that. That's why I was curious though, you know, what, what you thought mm-hmm. about that. So awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for talking with me today and sharing some of your, you know, well, your backstory and your knowledge about travel and encouraging people to get out there and explore the world. How can people reach you and connect with you online? Yeah. So the best rate, the best way to reach me is on Instagram and that's at the Flexitarian Travels. Awesome. Okay. Well, I love it. And of course we will share, you know, your links to your social and anything else for this, you know, for the episode so they can get you that way as well. So thank you so much for being with me today. What I love about the conversation with Angela is if we're willing to step out of our comfort zone We get to experience things, whether they're on our bucket lists or whether they're just new experiences, new friendships, new senses. And I just want to leave you with this quote because I think it's such an important reminder. It's by Victoria Erickson, um, a poet that I quite enjoy. And it's, let's not travel to tick things off lists or collect half-hearted semi-treasures to be placed in dusty drawers in empty rooms. Rather, We'll travel to find grounds and rooftops and tiny hidden parks where we'll sit and dismiss the passing time spun in the city's web till we've surrendered content to be spent and consumed. I need to feel a place while I'm in it. And I would just encourage you. I know it's been a tough year and a half with the pandemic and all that's come with that. But when you can travel, travel somewhere new, travel to your favorite places, but experience the culture, experience the food, experience the people And let yourself, you know, really enjoy it and take it in because I think it makes us richer and it makes our lives more full and meaningful when we have those experiences. And it doesn't matter if you travel an hour away from your house because that might be more realistic right now or across the world. Just go and have new experiences and go to the places that you've dreamt of going think we do need to know what we want in order to define life on our terms and we have to be willing to break the past scripts so that we can move into better and more beautiful and amazing things join our facebook group called building a life you love where we will provide additional encouragement motivation we will answer questions and we will just give you more resources and support along your journey to define life on your terms and go after your dreams and find work that lights you up. And if you enjoyed the show, we'd love it if you'd subscribe and leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you have ideas for the show or guests that you'd like to recommend, I'd love to hear from you. So DM me on Instagram at Kristen Fitch, or you can email me from the website. Thanks so much. And thanks again for listening in. Until next time, have a great week.